penultimate show for 2020. Actually, it's not. We were no, we are. Out. Sorry, we are. We, we're coming. No, back great start, hum. Great start. Why today? We're coming back with a summer edition. We haven't quite ironed out exactly what this summer edition of the show's going to look like. But I had an idea. We're going to wear um, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, nice. I think mm. just to really, yeah, you know, we'll dress the set it. up a bit. <laughs> what I found funny, like where we sit here, so we've been here for about twenty minutes. Yep. Just the pre-show sort of stuff, getting into what we're going to talk bit about, chat, making sure the graphics are good. And Hum looked at us and he goes, "You know what? I look like one of those." Overweight retired NFL players. No, NRL. I, no NRL. I did not say that. I said I look like an NRL player that's just let himself go a little bit. Like a massive bogan, that's what you look I like. I am. Like, I was just looking at myself in the, in the monitor. Lockdown has got the better of me. It has. I've got this big, bushy, ginger beard. I'm a bit overweight. Or a I bit thought you were trying overweight. to go running every day, though. Yeah, I was. Now, well, it was, it was only last week he was telling us oh, no. he was running 10Ks a day. I was running 10Ks a day. We've got a new puppy. If you're running 10Ks a day, you're not that fat. No, I, I was running 10... You can look at my Strava. I was doing 10Ks a day. This week, admittedly, I've, I've stopped a little bit. You know what? Just in a week. Just in a, in a you week. You know what makes you look like that retired NRL player you're talking about? What? That sleeve. That tattoo <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big thanks to Taylor May. Now, with lockdowns maybe easing, we might be able to get into the Taylor May studio. I can't wait to have a ...and get some beautiful clubs. I don't think we can beat him because he's off 10. No, I'm off... I was off 15... But we haven't. I haven't swung a club for well, three months. I'd be off forty if you could be off forty. So yeah. what would you? be I'm going to beat you because I don't think you got the temperament no, to I be haven't. a good golfer. I think you halfway through, if you're starting to go bad, your day just goes really bad. I, I, I don't think you can pull yourself out of a hole the way Mua Hummer can. Hundred percent correct. <laughs> I, see, that's where I'm different to you. I've got a bit of mindfulness about me. I know where I'm at. I'm a plus. I'm a forty. I reckon. So I'm you're about. Not going to be a forty. I'm a hundred and hundred to hundred and five. And my temperament is poor. So if I start poorly, that could blow out to a 50 or 60. But, Brownie, your swing is abhorrent. Yeah. Like, it it's just – I remember the first <laughs> I've been time working on it. We, we, had you, we had you at the golf day that we ran a couple of years ago and you, had, you did a swing for the Do cameras and it was just – it's like you had – Can the tailor-made even straighten his swing up? Well, I've been out <laughs> to the tailor-made set up out there and I've actually had my swing analysed pre-COVID and I think my swing is going okay. When did you go out there? Uh, it would have been about – November last year. Yeah, he did actually. No, that's why. True. And why didn't hey. I get to go? Uh, it was part of the Sunday footy show. Yeah. Anyway, we're hey, looking forward to getting. We it. are looking forward to getting out to Taylor Made. Uh, big, big week. We'll, we'll dive into it. Big week in footy, Eddie. Eh? <sighs> Shut up, Bombers. What's happening there? Well, well, the Adam Sard trade you're talking about. Yep. Oh, these trades annoy me because Adam Sard's nominated. We know he's nominated Carlton. He's got a five-year deal on the table. And you just know that Essendon are going to come in here and Carlton are going to come in here. They're going to be miles apart and it's going to drag on forever. I just think the clubs with these trades need to get a little bit more realistic. So Essendon have initially asked for pick seven and Tom DeConing, a young ruckman. That's not going to happen. Or they want one of Walsh, Curnow or Mackay. Now, Carlton aren't going to give those up. I think a fair trade, Nate, is just pick seven. That's it. Pick seven... um He's a very good player, Adam Sard. He's worth pick seven. Do you get pick seven in the draft this year and do you get an Adam Sard? That will be the question mm. they have to ask. They might need a, a, a steak knife to be thrown How old in there. Is he but De Koning, uh, I think, and Carlton think that this De Koning is going to be yeah. a 10-year ruckman in the mould of a very aggressive Brody Grundy. So you're so, saying pick seven and someone? Uh, pick seven and a, a Paddy Dow. Pick seven Ooh, and a top Silvani. Two. Right. But Paddy Dow, he's been there, what, four years now? Yeah. He, he's not a regular senior player. Maybe he needs 
a break somewhere yeah. else. Maybe he needs a set of, a new set of uh, eyes on everything. But uh, pick seven uh, for so Saad. It, it should get the job done. Yeah. But Adam Saad's also said that he's happy to go in the pre-season draft. Yeah. So the Bombers need to be careful because they've given him a clip on the way out to say that maybe he wasn't a, a team man. Uh, yeah. the, the, I don't know why the Bombers did that. But um, certainly Adam Saad's happy to go in the pre-season draft. Let's be honest, though. They're not going to get Walsh, Kerno or Mackay. No, it's no. just a waste of time yeah. asking. Essendon don't cover themselves in glory this time each year, I find. They just go, they go a little bit... Uh... You've got to play a little bit of hardball, but that's Walsh, Kerno or Mackay is just ridiculous. The season finished up for a few teams a couple of weeks ago. There was a very well-publicised party... At the uh, in one of the hubs, the, the Western Bulldogs had a bit of a bit of a dip, bit of a shindig, bit of a shindig. But it made me think. I, I was thinking back because we haven't local footy clubs. We haven't had our footy trips this year. But what was it like on those interstate trips? Perhaps at the end of the season, everything well, like that. Like, did you? Was it the interstate? The interstate trips back in the late nineties and early two thousands. It was like the end of season. Every end of every trip you went on, <laughs> you didn't have to wait till the end of season to have a party. And I remember one trip to Perth. We actually had a really good win. Um, I think it was 2001, we had a really good win in Perth against the Eagles and they still had Djakovic and players like that playing. They're a really good team, obviously. We had a good win. We all had the jeans packed, of course, to go out <laughs> over to Northbridge. We went to the post office. Remember the post yep. office in Northbridge? And there was a little bloke over in Perth that used to do promotions at all the nightclubs called Mouse. Mouse. Remember Mouse? Mm-hmm. Mouse would give you a couple of drink cards. Anyway, I was rooming with a guy called Stephen Zilla, Dirty Zilla, Stephen Zilla's nickname, mind you, is Bourbon. Bourbon Zilla, exactly. <laughs> Dirty Zilla or Bourbon Zilla. So anyway, we're rooming together and it was getting late. It was you know about 2.33. Oh. And a, a lot of the boys had gone back to the hotel. We had a, had a bit of training in the morning and then fly home. Anyway, I said to Dirty, I said, mate, that's it. One more drink and we've got to go. And he'd go, all right, Richo, we'll have one more bourbon, then we'll have one more bourbon, then we'll go. So then he'd get another one, and that went on till about 5 a.m. till the lights come on at this oh. nightclub, and we were the last two there, me and Bourbonzilla. So back to the hotel we go. I get into bed, set the alarm for 7, because oh. Noel Duncan, our fitness man, had us doing some strides down on the Swan River the next morning. So the alarm goes off. I look over. I'm a bit parched, you know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's no dirty Zilla in bed, and I'm like, oh, what's happened here? <laughs> so I go into the bathroom to clean my teeth and try and make out I haven't been out all night. And there's Dirty asleep on the bathroom floor. <laughs> been riding the porcelain bus all night just uh, while I was sleeping for the two hours. Remember that um, pre-season trip we did up to Mildura? Uh, yeah. And it was, it was a tough camp. It was about a three- or four-day camp. And yeah. So Plough said, look, uh, boys, we're all going to get out. We're going to have a drink tonight. We're going to enjoy ourselves. But um, just for your all knowledge, we're going to get up and we're going to do a session at 7 a.m. Yeah. So have a few drinks. Enjoy yourselves. But I expect everybody, uh, and he said, Cambo, you as the captain, uh, I'm putting it on you. You need to make sure that everybody gets there. So no problems, no problems. Everyone went out. And um, I reckon I left this nightclub that we're in in Mildura, I reckon it would have been about 3 a.m. And, and as I left, I turned around and I could see Wayne Campbell <laughs> with his hands up in the air dancing. He's cap- <laughs> captain of the footy club. He would have been 32 or 33 at this stage. And so everybody's got up the next morning. Everybody. Bar one person <laughs> who was the captain, and Wayne Cowell. You should have seen how filthy Plough was. I reckon that fractured their relationship oh, after did. that. Absolutely, it didn't. Just to finish the Stephen Zilla story up, I got him up off the floor. I dusted him off. I took him down to the the group, and we got down there in time. 
our fitness coach had got wind that we were the last two into the hotel. So every, we're jogging along and he kept making me and Stephen Zilla do 100 metre strides out and back to the group. Now, I did it all right because I was a good runner, but Dirty battled as a runner. He, <laughs> he was in a world of hurt. <laughs> Hey, we've been speculating story when you talked about him being on the tiles. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> hey, we've been in. speculating on this show, yeah. as the community has, who will the grand final entertainment be? Yeah. As expected, an all-Australian lineup. It's great. The DMAs, I reckon you're right in your hitting zone, Richo. Yeah, good, good guess. Almost a bit like an old oasis. Yes. They're, they're described. Yeah. As well. I actually haven't listened to them myself. No, I think they've done well. All local acts. What about, about Shepherd? Have you heard of Shepherd? Brownie? Yeah, Brad it. plays the West Coast. Geronimo. That was their song, wasn't it? Geronimo. Not a bad song. Yeah. Uh, who else is in there? Good lineup. Do we, is there anyone else? Cub Sport. Are they in there? I don't know. Yeah, they're in I'm there. Thelma Plum. Great segment. <laughs> You've got your segment you don't even know. I know. I forgot to research Thelma Plum. Show. Hey, uh, we're going to skip ahead. Paddy Garshagan, a big friend of the show. Now, he's, um, you know, we've, we've been watching his career slowly rise. and he, He's the Melbourne supporter that's bet everybody, including Richo, yeah. about 1,100 in the end. 1,100. And he paid everyone. He, he was mu- desperate for Richo's yeah. uh, bank I details. I couldn't take his money. Richo couldn't take his details. You know what I he's going to do, though? He, he's going to shout me lunch when we can go out for lunch. He's a good man, Paddy. But nice dumpling so place down the road. He does a show on SEN. Is that where Ollie went our producer's got <laughs> I've never seen a man look as crook as what he is. Exactly. He, he had no colour in his face at all. He's I, just like a shell of a man. I admire someone who still rocks up when they're as crook as he is, though. Most IBS, people would stay. IBS is not saying fun. If you've ever seen a long game poly, IBS does not look <laughs> like Ben Stiller. <laughs> Hey, but Paddy Garshagan... Funny when it happens to someone else. <laughs> it is. It is. Paddy Garshagan, he does a show on SEN where, they, where it's, uh, it's... I'm not sure what it's called, but they, uh, they essentially they just cover the races. On SEN track. It's an SEN track. He's done a lot but of work not, on this, hasn't he? He's had, a, he's had a pretty embarrassing moment over the weekend, so let's What's have a look. If Judah Pell enough. can get out here, yeah. it's dog trotting. Yeah. It really he's is. just going around on the Ford, ain't Harley? You know here we go. He's up there. It's if a, this opens up for Judah Pell... Dog trotting. Superstorm looks a bit cast back there. Yeah, right. Come on, Buffalo. What do you got here? He's got the name wrong for a He's start. getting niggled at, Juna, pal. Oh, I'm Superman. He's trying to track it up. Mm-hmm. He uh, could do a Dave Taggart special here, Juna, pal. So Buffalo here, River's off to the race. Come on, Give Willow. Here comes the June. Come on, so Willow. Come, Juna come on, Juna, pal. With Mr. Quickie as well. Come on, Juna, pal. And come on, Superstorm. Now come top three on the inside. Come on, Superstorm. Come on, Superstorm. Come on, Superstorm. Come on, Superstorm, Mr. get up Quickie there for the third. bolted in. Yeah. Oh, that huge win. That's Mr. Quickie. Wow, wee. Jamie Carr. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bow. Mr. Quickie, 1680 top tote. Buffalo Rivers ran second. Superstorm's ran third. And Paddy's cheered on the wrong horse. <laughs> so, Mr. Quickie, I was wondering what you were on about. <laughs> so, that's it. <laughs> I was going to... So, Mr. Quickie's pulled out from behind Buffalo River. Buffalo River's kicked at about the 300, right? And then there was only two in it, Buffalo River and Mr. Quickie. So, Paddy actually thought that Mr. Quickie was Junipel. So, he thought the whole way he's got the winner. And then he's on, okay, where's Superstorm? He's obviously had the same yeah. race, multi. Now you get third. Now you get third. But he had the wrong horse. He's had the wrong As a As a punter, he's, he's a Melbourne supporter, isn't he? Oh, uh, you can the, just... They're no good. They just very, hunt Melbourne Very funny. Supporters. Hey, uh, we've had a lovely segment that's been running throughout the year, the Nuffy Jar Round. Oh, yes, very good uh, segment. This is where people come up with some just rubbish on social media. Yep. There's a lot of 
people out there who are virtue signalers. I think there's a lot out there. Yep. I'm not going to name names, but um, our man over here, he's not a virtue signaler, oh, no. but he's certainly a nuffy when it comes to <laughs> things that he posts. So many things you post and you comment on, you comment on things like... What do I comment on? Tasmanian football, yeah. Tasmanian cricket, anything to do with things Tasmania, David it, Boone, Tim Lane. You just you should get passionate about a few things. I am very, very passionate, Matthew, right about on. a lot of well, things. What have what? I done now? Hey? What have I done now? Well, I was watching the footy the other night and I noticed this on the Toyota fan zone. Look at your head down there. Now, sometimes, Matthew, you just got to say no. Sometimes you say, no, I don't think that's me. I'm not a fan. I played 282 games. I had 282 kids run around the MCG with me. I've kicked 800 goals. I don't think I need to do the fan zone. Okay. Now, I understand where you're coming from. So, just, I'll just, just if you are listening, we just had a photo up of the fan zone, which, of course, is when they – Channel 7, because people haven't been at the ground, yeah. they've been getting people dressed in all their Richmond gear or whoever the team are, and they've they're cheering it all home year. from Zoom. Yeah. And our man, Richo, was just spotted in the bottom right-hand corner, just in a white T-shirt, no Richmond gear, and just looking still. There was right. no animation. That's when Scotty West did it. He wore a Bulldogs beard. Uh, and, and this is the whole point. I – when Scott West did it, the seven-time best and fairest winner, he was in the Bulldogs fan zone. When he did it, I did look at that and go, oh, come on, Westy. <laughs> I don't know if you need to be in the fan zone. But, Nathan, I'll, I'll ask you these questions. Yes, Matt. Is the fan zone on Channel 7? It certainly is, Matt, as the football is. Am I employed by Channel 7? You are employed by Channel 7. When your employee asks you to do something, Nathan, do you normally do it? You do normally do it, Matt, yes. Okay. I work for Channel 7. I'm out of contract in two weeks' time after the grand final. If my employer asks me to run nude down Burke Street Mall at the oh, moment, I will do it. That's actually fair enough. Out of contract. Out of contract. Out of contract. Out of contract. contract. I, need to do it. I couldn't say no. And I think there's something in that statement for Channel 7 as well. Um, I think if anybody at Channel 7 is watching that, they want to see Matthew Richardson <laughs> run down Burke Street nude, that you'll give him a new contract. I think that's a great thing. I think Australia would celebrate you running nude. Hey, right. speaking Let's of do doing it. things for your employer, Jack Rewalt equals your game t uh, tally. Yes, you 282 games. Now, I've had three or four blokes on social yeah. send me that and just going, I wonder if Jack will run out with 282 kids for this effort. <laughs> you know what? This might, if Jack, say Jack finished on 282, which I hope he doesn't, I hope Richmond get through and play in a grand final, but if Jack doesn't win this week and he did retire, oh, maybe he could He get might get the 282. Kicks. How many goals does Jack Rewalt kick? 650, I reckon. No, don't, don't say it no, like you, you don't know. know. 600. Don't nearly, say it you like know, you don't know. Nearly 650. You know all the records around where you you're do. placed. Nearly 650. Stop it. Hey, we should bring the stat game you're back. Fake humble. You're so, a fake humble person. So I've got 150 more than him. Hey, last week, Richo. In yes. fact, we, we got some feedback on the show. Yeah. Now, we, we always encourage punters to leave feedback on yeah. the App Store, and in return, you get some merchandise. But we had some feedback last week that I, when I was trolling. I like to go through it each week. So let's have a look at, at, at what we got sent in. So this is from a bike called Tommy9812. Stick to what you know, Richo. Love the show, lads. Richo, been a big fan of yours a long time now, but give me a spell on the Trump hating. First of all, in the little drive-by you were complaining about, it was cleared by the medical staff. You said it yourself. They're the best in the world. Also, the Secret Service are trained to take a bullet for him if they have to. So you think they're worried about catching COVID. Not a bad Stick point to from what you know. Tommy9812, they do take a bullet, yeah. Yeah, look. 
I did uh, go into this last week in in the what's doing my head in segment. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's go into this week. And it's doing my f***ing head in. So he, he does make a point there. I, I should stick to my zone. I should stick to footy and trivial stuff that doesn't matter really, okay? I'm not really a political correspondent. But you know what? I'll tell you what's doing my head in this week. It's Trump again. You're doubling I'm, down. I'm doubling down. <laughs> oh, no. I'm doubling down. And I'll just throw to this bit of audio, okay? One thing with me, the nice part. I went through it. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audio. I'll walk in there, I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and them. Everybody, I'll just give you a big fat kiss. I'll rest my case. This guy is a complete peanut. Imagine kissing the big fella. Oh, but fair dinkum. He's had. Yeah, he's just had COVID. He's he'd been an awful kisser. He's real tonguey. He's had the most publicised <laughs> case of COVID in this pandemic. This is the most publicised case, probably just in front of Boris Johnson, probably way in front of Boris Johnson. He's the president of a country that's had a million people die of COVID, and he's coming out and saying that after he's had it, he's going to walk into a room and pash everyone. He is a peanut, and he does my head in. He is a peanut. Who's been the biggest person in this country to get it so far? Because we don't have a lot of cases. We haven't had many people get the, it. The, well, I think the, the biggest one in the Peter adult Dux. circles was Connor McKenna. Connor McKenna and Peter Tom Dutton. Hanks. Peter Dutton. Oh, that's right. Old Dutt's got it. Big Dutt. Hey, um, another point from last week. 1-800-LASAGNA. Now, there's been some speculation. We're going to get a a picture up on the screen if you are listening at home. This is a picture picture of Richo standing in front or behind a 1-800-LASAGNA. Yes. Now, I'm going to put the question to you. Did you use our show to plug 1-800-LASAGNA for a clip? No, I did not. You no. didn't. You didn't no. receive any cash from no, One Hundred Lasagna. The, the good are folk. Sure? The good folk that uh, own One Eight Hundred Lasagna oh. are good. When for, when you start to stumble over yeah, your words, it means you're lying. <laughs> your eyes are darting oh, everywhere. Okay. There's one thing I'm passionate about: reading people's body. Okay. Language. So just let me and finish. And your body language at the moment is looking so, like you're a liar. <laughs> so a good mate of mine, Brian Taranto's very good friend, has started Tim's this dead. business. And I, he sent me some lasagna. I did get the Laz for free, okay? <laughs> I may have got that uh, bit of merch for free as well, the jumper. No cash changed hands. Oh, Wait, no cash here. Yeah. Say lasagna again. Lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> what, why do you say it with an I S don't, sound? I, I don't. Say, it's, a, it's a Z sound. That's how they say it. It's lasagna. Was... It's not lasagna. That's how you say it in Tassie. Hey, well, because I... I said last week that I think lasagna's no good. I've actually ordered it. It's coming Have you? tonight. Williamstown's delivery is Thursday How did night. that go down? It, did, I, it didn't go down very well. I've been copying it from pillar to post all week on social. One guy, how's this for some feedback? Now, yeah. we're, we're going to censor this. One guy said, sent me a message, says, funny you don't like lasagna. You look like you would like lasagna. <laughs> Hashtag fat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but that's been beeped out. But oh, you'd hope so. How's that for someone? It's pretty right, absolutely. Though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, sample it tonight. I'll review it next week. Yeah, but I, I do love a good lasagna as yeah, well. Yeah. So this will this will be an independent review. Nathan's going to because I do have a connection there. Oh, hey, <laughs> the term the term you used before, and I know it's not a uh, we, we're doing a footy podcast, but pillar to post. Now, yeah. What's that mean? I, I probably means something very simple, pillar to post, but I've been dragged from pillar to post. What is the pillar and what is the post? I, I assume it's like a, a racing term, an old racing term. They must have had a pillar. Maybe they started at a pillar. Right. 
or something like that. I it's very old. It'd be like an ancient day sort yeah, of Yeah, it'd be so something a, about it. A, a Roman sort of empire like thing. That, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure we could, there's a thing called Google. But hey, on the back of that, I'm gonna like Richo's double down on Trump. I'm gonna double down on things that I think are incredibly overrated. Okay. So, so I've done a top five. You got a top five? Yep, I've done a top five. Let's yeah. go. Number one that is incredibly overrated. You start with five and head down to number one. Or oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. So okay. the fifth least thing <laughs> that is overrated. Top five. We're going to start with number one. Eggs. Eggs. Are eggs awesome. are no good. Scrambled, boiled eggs are no good. You're no extraordinary. Do you not like bacon and eggs? Uh, no, no, no time for them. Eggs. So what do you do when you're hungover? You don't have your. Ba- what do you have with your bacon? I have a zinger meal. I'm going to ask you. <laughs> so I just get zinger. Hey, I get a KFC. So that zinger meal you're talking about. How does it get there? Gets Ubered. But the egg, mate, comes out of a chicken. Oh. If, you, if you can't have the oh, egg. Oh, no, chicken, don't go. That's, 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 that's okay. Eggs? What's, eggs. What's for? Number four, massages. No good. Don't like them. Yeah, well, no, I love them. I think they're pretty I good. I don't think anyone else. Number three. Who doesn't like them? I don't know. This man is different, though. No. Number three, chicken schnitzels. Why would you ever order a chicken schnitzel when you can have a palmer? Tell me that. Where, why? I'll give you one there. I, I like a chicken schnitzel, but... Palmer's better. Yeah, well, I don't understand why you would ever it's just order a, bit of a, a chicken. It's a bit of a change-up, you know? Number two, going out for breakfast. What? Going out for breakfast is hell. I hate it. It's loud. It's just there always so hot you, and stuffy. you never go out for breakfast? Only if the Dale drags me. She likes it, and so, you know... Once so if you're on holidays in, a, in another you're country... You're a catch, aren't you? You're a catch. <laughs> in a, so you go to away on holidays and you don't go out for breakfast and enjoy the sights and... He goes and buys himself some wheat bix, takes him back to his hotel. I'll just say to him in the hotel, I don't like going out for breakfast. And number one, now I know this is going to cause a stir. The most overrated item in the world... <laughs> Is tomato sauce. Oh, come on. Tomato sauce is You're dog shit. It is horrendous. I hate it. I can't eat anything with it. I won't put it on anything. It's if. What do you it, do when you it, have a hot dog? No sauce. I, What's I, your number one condiment then? What do you put on your steak? Peri peri sauce on steak. Peri peri sauce. I put peri peri sauce on everything. Now you're, you are a different <laughs> man. I'll tell you, the, when you said you were doing this segment, I'll tell you what I reckon the most overrated thing is. You know them blowers that blow the leaves around? Yep. Mm. What, what's the point of that? I clean You're out in your block. backyard, you blow them around. Because no, you blow all the shit out of the footpath. Get no. out of your house. You just move it somewhere else. You just need to pick it up, don't you? You need to pick it up. Nah, I don't mind. Hey, um, but you have got a new... I have. Now, I'm assuming that this is a ca- another cat. No, it's not. Now, there is there's no connection. Another, there's going to be another little I had, here for Richard. I've recommended a few <laughs> things. I've recommended Croxton Roosters, the, the chicken schnitzel burger, mm. right? Magnificent. I've recommended 1-800... Yeah. Lasagna. It all works if yeah. you live yeah. over in the north. That's all right. I'm talking to people in Northcote, Thornbury area. You do have a nice selection of stuff out there. But I've gone for a dessert this week. Oh. I've gone for a dessert, and it's a Casanada up in Thornbury. And the only thing this place does is Portuguese tarts, right? What, like literally don't make That's all they else. do. They do one thing, Portuguese tarts. I like this business model. I said this last mm. week. Basically just a, a fancy custard tart. They're not your custard tart you get from the local bakery. These things are bud heaven. Your taste buds will be really? in heaven if you bud have one heaven. of these. What's yeah. different about them? Yeah. They're just, I don't know what they do to them, Nathan, but they are the Ferrari of custard tarts. Some peri-peri in there, do they? <laughs> they don't put peri-peri on them. So it got me thinking, right, you've done a little top five. Yep. And I'd like our listeners to send in, that, like, your favourite desserts, okay? Mm. Like, we all, we've, we've needed comfort food, haven't we? Yeah. Like lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> We've needed casseroles. We've needed all that nice... Casseroles are no good. Comfort. What? Yep. 
by the way. Casseroles so, are no good. So I'm going my top three desserts, and we'd, I'd love oh. some feedback on this. And I grew up in Tasmania, as you'd like to point out regularly, Nathan, and my nan, my grandma down there, she did, did the best old-school desserts of all time. So the top three old-school desserts. Yep. Okay. Pavlova, just your basic pav. Now, you can mix up your toppings, but my favourite was just the passion fruit on top. But you can have strawberries, you can have banana, but pavlova with passion fruit. What is pavlova? Is it just the top? You know how you have like a lemon tart and it has yeah. the pavlova topping on it? Is yeah. the pavlova just all that? It's the whole thing. My wife makes the best pavlova she in, would. This, in this country. She would. And I back that up, I reckon. I reckon I've had it. Number two, golden syrup dumplings with a bit of vanilla ice that? cream. Just magnificent. I've never had that. No, have you ever had them? Try them. Try them. Just, just look them up. Golden, golden syrup, syrup, the dumplings. poor man's maple syrup, isn't it? No, it's not. Yes, golden it is. Syrup. No, golden it's syrup. not. It's golden syrup is syrup. the poor man's maple syrup. It's a, yeah. a tenth of the price. And uh, the the third one of old school desserts Ooh. that is just magnificent. And my mate David Tocci, his mum Marcella, Mrs. Tocci, oh, makes the you. best trifle you will ever have. Mm. Have you ever had trifle? No. Which is basically a, a sponge cake with some fruit, some jelly, and some custard. Absolutely magnificent. All right, how's this for an unpopular opinion? I don't think fruit goes in dessert. Oh. <laughs> What's wrong with him, mate? I don't know. There's a fair bit wrong with him. Oh, we've got to look at the next. One thing I'll add to that <laughs> yeah. is just normal. <laughs> now, those that listen on the on our podcast on the app stall notice yeah. that there's been a little, uh, a little one of your passion projects popping up. It's called On the Brownlow. Brownlow. So I get together with the traders. We've got two traders, Cam Dean and Dave Newell, who sort out all the votes. Now, um, you riveting stuff. You busy, mate? Oh, this is your. I, I, this has you nothing are, to do with me. He was on his phone. Richard. I'm just reading a few notes for our prelim final. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, would you like to pay attention to the Brownlow? Oh, no, I will. Well, it's a good okay. segment, this. The yeah. wheels are just off this show. Okay, you can get six votes. As normal, but our traders trade a little bit differently and up to 10, 11, 12 players can get a oh. vote, but they have to share in the six votes. So they just balance it out a bit. So let's have a look at the Brownlow tracker for the top four. These are the round-by-round round predictions. Have a look at Lockie Neal there. Massive start to the season. The red ones are potential three-vote games. Green are obviously when they vote maybe one or two. Jack Steele doesn't vote in four games according to us. But then there's a lot of small ones there. 0 0.37, 0.32, yeah. 0.35. So does he vote in those games? Travis Boak. Petrarca's pretty regular through the middle of the season, but Lockie Neal we've got winning by around six votes. So that's Lockie Neal. Now here's the team votes. Here's where we think there's some value around Taylor Adams to put in all your multis. We've got Taylor Adams winning Collingwood's most votes by a fair way. Yeah. Penderbury is a big vote getter. Uh, it must be said. So you've got to respect Scotty Penderbury. We'll get votes for maybe when maybe other players mightn't get them. Geelong. We think Menegola beats Dangerfield. Menegola had a fantastic season, big numbers in their Kick wins. Goals. So Dangerfield short there, but we're going to take Menegola. The next one is the West Coast Eagles. We reckon that Tim Kelly will get over the top of Nick Natanui. It'd be very, very close, but we've got him three votes clear of Natanui, nice. but at a bigger price. And at the Bulldogs, lots been made of... Um, Bontempelli this year. He had a wonderful mid part of the year. But Jack McRae, we don't think is going to vote as well as what some of the other models are coming out and saying. So for us, Bontempelli wins that one. So that's where the multi sits. Now, let's have a look at some of the futures multis. And we've got Lockie Neal in this one. You have to go to the Brownlow futures multi. You just can't go to Lockie Neal winner and place this bet, then to top five. But in the futures multi section, oh. Lockie Neal to win, Petrarca top five, five top ten, Menegola top ten, that gets you to about the $7.89, I believe. And then this is our lock multi. 
Taylor Adams team votes $1.50. Bontempelli team votes and then Nat 5, $3.56. You can power play that to about $3.86. Now, I'll ask this of you and your uh, podcast mates. How accurate are they each year? Like, is, are, they, are they pretty bang on? Well, I'd look at their voting from last year and pretty much the top 10 they got within one, one and a half right? votes. The only one they got wrong was the winner, Nat Five. Nobody had Nat Five winning last year. He won by six. He got four three voters in games where they lost and people didn't think he was going to vote. So, But every other year they've been pretty bang on, so they do a really they good They get job. Matt Prittis, did they? Uh, no. No, they didn't, Matt. Uh, I had- it's a, it's a, it's Nobody a, did. I know that. It's I'm a great night, Brownlow, for a punter because you can sit there, you can just multi up, you can do big multi, small yeah. multi, and just, and just sit there, of course. But you can make some serious cash. You chuck 20 bucks on something that's paying, you know, 200 to 1. That's, uh, yeah, that's retiring stuff. But hey, let's have a look at the games. Now, I said this uh, on one of my radio spots earlier in the week. This is as one close. of the ones you haven't been sacked from. <laughs> I love the way he said one of my radio spots. <laughs> this is, as just, let's just go through. Your, your radio segments like one of so the, that that means there's several or maybe even yeah. multiple so just there is multiple run us through them well I'm on SCN every day that's one one alright oh, let's well, look at it well you know what I mean <laughs> geez you're p- picking on me today but this is as close as a preliminary <laughs> final it's week of footy <laughs> <laughs> oh. let's have a look at this week games now if you let me finish this is as close as a preliminary final week that you will ever see because you've essentially you've got foresight. Anyone can win. And I think anyone can win the flag. The favourite at, at the, the Lions to, to Geelong are separated by a dollar yep. in the grand final market. So it's very, very close. How do you see this week playing out? Yeah, uh, well, we'll start Richmond and Port Adelaide. I, look, I think Port deserved to be a slight favourite in this game. They went through the season. We're on top of the ladder for the whole 17 rounds, obviously. Gone straight through to a prelim final. Playing at the Adelaide Oval. Home crowd. Um, in really good nick. All of their good players are playing well. Um, so they go in slight favourites against Richmond. I think this game is won and lost at the centre bounce. Richmond over there in round 11 lost out of the centre bounce, 20 to 5. But they were missing Edwards, Prestia, Cochin and Nankervis that day. And that's basically their starting yep. centre bounce. Throw Dustin Martin in there and rotate it around. So they'll get a lot closer in the middle. But we know at the Adelaide Oval, if you win the centre bounce... So hard to move the ball from end to end. So whoever wins the centre bounce, I think, will win the game. And, uh, oh, look, I think you have to tip Port because they've been on top all year. They're at home. But it'll be extremely close. What do you think about the buy that they've had? So yeah. they've pretty much had two buys in three weeks, one game in 25 days. Yeah, and I, I think the coaches are worried about that. I heard Chris Fagan on radio it's last night. It's new in our game. It is. And, and Chris Fagan said, look, he has been thinking about that. Geez, we've played one game in 28 days. But... Um, Nah, look, so two years ago it didn't help Richmond. Last year it probably did. So I think Port win just. Damien Hardwick, after the game last week, said that we learnt a lot from playing Port Adelaide last time over there. Yeah. We reviewed the game and we realised what we did wrong. So here's a stat for you. Since Richmond's run uh, starting in 2017, every time they've lost to a side in the regular season, yeah. come up against them in the finals... They've turned it around. They've yeah. turned it around. So they've learnt what happened mid-season, and then turned it around in the final. So I'm thinking that that is another opportunity for them to turn the tables, well, and I'm going to tip Richmond. Trent McKenzie on Lynch is a, a, a little bit yeah. of a worry. Look, he did a good job on Hawkins the, last week, but, yeah, that's a bit of a concern. $1.95, the Tigers, Port Adelaide, $1.85. So the odds are coin toss there. The next game, Brisbane, $1.74, the Cats, two ten, but the better backside, Geelong. 
Yeah, uh, I would have watched last weekend if I was the Brisbane hierarchy, being the coach and, and the players, I'd be sitting there very nervous about Geelong. Yes, Collingwood were very, very ordinary, but you'd be sitting there as a player in the back end if you're Stasevich or you're Gardner and you're going, is Paddy Dangerfield going to play forward? Nervous. Do I have him? Is he going to tear the game apart? Am I going to be the man that he is going to tear apart? All of a sudden, you start to have doubts because you watched how good Geelong were last week. Brisbane deserve to be favourites, and most people will tip them. But I just think Geelong's upside is pretty good if they can get it right. Let's be honest, though. Collingwood's pressure last week was as bad as I've seen in a mm. final in the last 10 years. Probably longer. I can't remember a final where a team just didn't put the pressure on. They were cooked from that trip to Perth. They allowed uh, Geelong to take 120 uncontested marks. That just means you're not closing down space. You're not putting pressure on. So the pressure will be huge on Geelong this week. So it's going to be a lot different. Um, but I am going to tip Geelong just. I like the way Geelong fold back, and I think that'll give problems to Brisbane's forward structure. I still worry about Brisbane's forward structure. Yes, they kicked the winning score against the Tigers, but that part of their game still concerns me. Nothing else. I think defensively they're brilliant. In the midfield, they've got winners everywhere, but their forward structure to kick a big that, score under immense pressure, that's going to be the... And if they do, that makes them premiership yeah, stars. That, that's where when you look at it on paper, you look at Geelong's forward 50 and Brisbane's, and you just have more confidence in Hawkins, obviously, and Dangerfield down there. This time next week, we will be announcing the winner of the Trumpet Award. <laughs> yep. The very well put together records. Now, at the top of the Amazing market, award. I'm pretty sure we still have Lockie Neal on 15, Tom Hawkins on 10, Travis Boak on 9, Sam Menegola on 9. Those, all, those top four are all playing this week, so they could change. The worst, GWS on 9, Adelaide on 8, Hawthorne 7, Steel Sidebottom 6, Dan Andrews on 5, Carlton on 5. And a few more on five. So, with one week to go, does the leaderboard change? Richo, your best. All right, my best. I gave one vote to Mitch Duncan. Just his ball use. If Brisbane want to let him run around and use the ball like Collingwood did, they're in big trouble. Best ball user in the comp when he's got time. Two to Shane Edwards. He he now is right at the top end of uh, the top players in the AFL. I, I think he's been underrated for a long time, but just a finals performer, just lifts for finals, two goals, assists, just class, makes his teammates better. And three to danger, when you can go mid and then go forward and kick four goals, um, absolute superstar. I gave one vote to Shane Edwards for the same reasons you did. He just makes the right decision under pressure at the right time. That square up ball that he got, good was that? Uh, I think he, Castagna. he got it to Castagna. I mean, there's only a handful of players uh, that can make that kick. 20 years ago, there was more players that could make that kick. But I, I think the game, skill-wise, is poorer than what it has been for a long time. So Pressure's I, a lot higher, though. It is. Certainly it is. But you've still got the best players to make the decision. Two votes. Tom Lynch came back in last week, and he took a mark 30 seconds in on their number one defender. And the St Kilda players would looked around and gone, Tom Lynch is back in, taking a mark. This is what's to come. I thought that he almost cut St Kilda off at the knees. Uh, kicked two goals, five, 17 disposals. He created about four, three or four, though. Crashing packs and three votes to Paddy Dangerfield. It was a super effort. I gave one vote. Now, this is a bit controversial because I'm not sure who makes the decision, but I'm giving it to Steve Hocking because I think he's the man that oversees the football operations. Is that right? Yep. Why? There's all this controversy about the bounce. We talked about it last week. Just go to the umpires and say, who's the best bouncer out there tonight? Yeah. You take all of the bouncers. So I'm giving him one vote because you can avoid that whole Ray Chamberlain controversy with the bouncing. Two to Tommy Brown, a colleague at Channel 7. I love Tommy. He has a crack, gets out there. Tommy Brown said <laughs> last week that Dugowie was uh, potentially going to Carlton. 
The next day, Carlton said, we have no interest in <laughs> going. Disappointing, isn't it? Now, Tommy, he, <laughs> all he had Tommy. to do was ring Carlton and ask before he went to air with that one. Uh, good fellow, though, Tommy. He makes me laugh. Uh, and three to Collingwood. I know they were cooked coming back from Perth, but, gee, to have one goal to three-quarter time in a final mm. wasn't great. All right. Um, I gave one vote to... Razor Ray as well. The fact that he bounces the ball to the left of the circle, I, I can't understand that. And further to that, don't make AFL, him bounce it then. Yeah, AFL need to say to him, mate, you cannot bounce it to the left. He did it the week before. Yeah. It was highlighted. Nothing was said. He still did it the week after. You cannot bounce a ball. Imagine in basketball if you went <laughs> to the left side and and you and you threw the ball up on. The, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But they could have helped him. Bit. They could have helped him by not making him bounce. Two votes to Bradley Hill. Uh, as good as St Kilda have been, I thought he was their number one off-season signing. I think he's been – he's had an average season and his final the other night uh, against Richmond was poor and I gave three votes again to Collingwood. Um, and the excuses coming out of Collingwood that players haven't played well because they've, you know, they've been in the harbour and all that sort of stuff, but everybody has been in the harbour. Everybody's been the same. So you can't make those excuses now. There you go. I'll have to do some accounting to work out if that does change the leaderboard, but I suspect Collingwood might have just shot up the ranks yeah. on six. Homotheticals next. <coughs> last week was last week was shit ass, wasn't it? They weren't Jordan. great. I'm not. I'm a bit I'm not worried in, about your homework again. I'm, this I'm not week. entirely sure they're that much better this week. But let's have a crack. Now this got sent in uh, from a listener. Was orange a colour or a fruit first? Oh, it was a fruit. It was a fruit. Really? Yeah, back in the, you know, the wild man days out in the bush, there wouldn't have been any colours or language. It would have just been hunting and... The wild man days out in the bush. <laughs> well, well, what would you call it? I don't know. Well, back before people talked and, you know, coerced with each other, you are just hunting and there yeah. would have been oranges on trees. We, see, then. we would have... You would have been awful in the hunter-gatherer days, Brownie. That's true, though, don't you? Oh, no, I love it. How That's would a brownie right. go on in the hunter-gatherer days? Oh, <laughs> He'd be no He good. would have lasted five Richie and I would be lugging hogs back and oh, would you? just doing all the killing. <laughs> you would just be sitting there doing stuff all. He would have done nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. All right another one. <clears throat> That's not bad. If I offer you $5 million, yeah. but you have to go the rest of your life not toilet trained. Oh. Nah. I'd, no. 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 $10 million. No. Oh, 10 billion bucks. Nah, you who'd c- want to come near you? Wouldn't matter how much <laughs> no, money. You get you discreet nappies and stuff these days. Yeah, it still stinks. <laughs> no, no money in the world. It's ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> all right, last one. If I, right now, I offered you a, a choice of two. One is a one week holiday to any destination in the world with your family, yep. your wife, and, your, and all your kids, or one afternoon. In your backyard, or the perfect, the most perfect backyard in the world, with twenty of your mates and just a barbecue. Which one would you pick? I think I'd like to get four or five of my mates and their family around and have just a, a great catch up because we haven't seen anyone. Yeah. So the socialising aspect. You're, you're, get it. you're saying excluding your own family, though, aren't you? That's what you're angling. I mean, maybe the family's not there. No, I'd have to. I'd have to go on the family holiday. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't think that'd. Get through the, to the keeper. Wouldn't fly at all, no. <laughs> unfortunately. I know what I'd be cheering. All right, not the greatest show. Let's be honest. Well, it was an entertaining I it was show. Fun. I think it was the good. structure perhaps was a bit, was a bit lacking a little bit. Don't 
bring us down to your No, place. it wasn't just me. We all had hiccups, but we got there no, in the we end. We didn't eh? have any hiccups. Good luck on the punt. Enjoy this weekend. And remember, leave us a nice little comment and I will send you out you some merchandise. That. That's, that's illegal. <laughs> you cannot. That'll do us. Cash for, that's comments. Cash for comments. Gamble responsibly. Uh,